In this podcast episode, we want to introduce you to our BCEN friend, Abby Finetti. As Janie Shoemaker and Mark Eggers talk with Abby, you will find out about the Daily Fund and what it means to the community for over 100 years. Get to know about frontier nursing and a glimpse into what nursing in a small town is like. This is truly a town where everyone knows your name. This episode is called Taking Care of Patients Throughout the Spectrum of Their Life. Hello, and welcome to BCEN and Friends Podcast, where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education Technology Services at BCEN, and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, the CEO at BCN. Hi, Janie. Hi, Mark. In this episode of BCN and Friends, we have Abby Finetti. Janie, would you like to tell us about our BCN and friend, Abby? Yes, Mark, I sure would. Let me tell you about Abby. Abby Finetti is a registered nurse with 17 years experience in Frontier, Oregon, which is fewer than six people Per square mile. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. While her main focus is trauma and emergency nursing, with an emphasis on pediatrics, providing quality care to her community has become her true passion. An advocate for rural frontier area in which she chose to raise her family, Abigail is a voice for the critical access hospital when and wherever she has the opportunity. She sees rural nurses as unique like no other. In the case of Lake District Hospital in Lakeview, nurses are trained to be medical surgical, labor delivery, and emergency room nurses. Each day is different and they never know which combination of patient types they will be caring for during that shift. Because of the remote location and isolation, injury and illness prevention are extremely important. Abby is a certified car seat technician, teaches family style stop the bleed courses, youth-only first aid and CPR classes, trauma nurses talk tough education to local schools, and age-appropriate vaping, THC, DABS prevention education to elementary and high school health classes. If she's not within her comfort zone audience of five to 15-year-olds, Abigail can sometimes be found as an editor and quality coordinator for Solheim Enterprises. She finds this a unique change from her usual to-do bucket list of passionate nursing projects. Abby, welcome to BCEN and Friends podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you both for having me. Yeah. So Abby, I um, just so the audience knows, I had the pleasure of visiting you. So mm-hmm. I feel really privileged to have been to your beautiful area. Um, and so I would love for you to share with the audience um, a little bit more about yourself and that beautiful place that you live so we can, they can experience a little bit of what I got to experience. <laughs> well, um, it was definitely like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles to get out here, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> totally worth it though. Yeah, it definitely takes a day uh, to travel to Lakeview from anywhere, I think. But I, I'm a Lakeview lifer, I'd like to call it. Um, I am fifth generation um, in my family. 
um, here in Lake County. I did uh, leave for college and worked a few years in Klamath Falls, which is only 100 miles away, but was sure the big city for me. But then my husband and I came back when it was time, time to start our family because we just couldn't imagine um, raising a family anywhere else. So we have a 10 year old daughter and a 14 year old son, um, and they keep us busy. I don't know. I, I like to think we just have the quintessential small town Hallmark movie kind of life. Um, you know, we, I get to walk to work, the kids, um, walk to school. There's American flags on all the houses. Um, I'm a 4-H leader in the livestock club. Um, that I grew up in, that my mom was a leader in. I mean, that if that's not small town, I don't know <laughs> what is. Well, but, your uh, small I town is it. your small town is beautiful. And yeah. when I was there, I so loved the cows grazing on the hospital lawn. You shared a picture <laughs> of that, and the deer that were just dancing through everyone's yard, and your little your little uh, I don't know what they're called the groups of quail, your little quail birds, mm -hmm. you know, running through town. It's just the just the coolest stuff, you know, that you just don't see that everywhere in America. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we don't encourage the cows on the hospital lawn, but they, <laughs> they were there. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. Um, now you talk about being, um, a Lakeview lifer mm -hmm. and I was really touched by something that you introduced me to while I was there called the daily fund. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Dr. Daly and the Daly Fund and what that's meant to you? Yes. Um, so Dr. Daly was a physician in Lake County over a hundred years ago, and he left his fortune to the youth of Lake County for, um, for them to go to college. So back then, um, you know, in the 19, in 1920, you know, finishing the eighth grade was considered the end of your education. Um, but he really encouraged the youth of Lake County to go to college. And before, um, before he passed, he would often quietly and privately pay for students to attend college. But when he passed, he left his, left this money for a scholarship fund for men and women to attend school. So, um, the, this fund has existed next year will mark the 100th year of it. And it, it's just impressive if you think of, of, of the ripple effect that it's had. So to date, well over 2000 students from Lakeview and Lake County have used this fund um, to attend college. And it averages now about 40 students a year um, that, that get um, that qualify for it. So for me, I graduated um, from Lakeview High School. I graduated in the year 2000. For me, um, it paid for about a third of my college expenses for uh, the four years of college, um, which was incredibly helpful, <laughs> um, as you can imagine. I did have to keep my grades up, of course. Um, but it, it was such an honor. And so now living in Lakeview, I can look around town today um, and I see law enforcement officers, teachers, lawyers, fellow healthcare workers here in the hospital, and so many more that were recipients of the Daily Fund. Um, and I feel so proud to be a part of that group. 
Um, and then so many more are scattered throughout um, throughout the country. It's really neat that um, the uh, trust members are gonna be doing a really big cel celebration next June in honor of Dr. Daly and all, all the recipients of the scholarship um, for the 100 years um, that it's been offered. So it's a really neat thing. It's part of a, um, I, I think there are other things out there. If you look up cities of promise, um, there are a few like this and it's so unique and it, it's great for the youth of Lakeview. Yeah, he sure did leave a legacy. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, I, I would, would love to go back in time and meet him. I, I'm sure he was an amazing person. That is, that's, that is a great story. Abby, in Lakeview, I understand you really practice what is called frontier nursing. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, so, so that definition, as Janie said, is fewer than six people per square mile. Um, here in Lake County, we have less than one person per square mile in our county. Um, we can actually fit the states of Rhode Island, De Delaware, and Connecticut inside our county. Um, but instead of the 5.5 million people um, that they have, um, we have just under 8,000. Um, so it's quite a large area with, with few people. Um, and so one thing that adds to our challenges here in healthcare is our distance from um, other hospitals and resources and uh, specialists. Um, we are 100 miles from the next hospital, the next Walmart, um, Starbucks, um, uh, bigger city. And so, um, we're, we're kind of out here on, on our own, which is, um, you know, a blessing, um, but also, but also a challenge. It's not for everybody. Probably true. Um, you would, you would, uh, if you were somebody who liked the hustle and bustle, of the big city, you would, uh, not find it there. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, in the spirit of this uh, frontier nursing that you mm -hmm. practice, your nurses there wear many hats, as do you. Um, so what, tell us, what is a day, because I've never worked in a place like this, um, mm -hmm. and probably a lot of our listeners haven't. So what, is a, what does a day look like for one of your nurses? They come to work, and we, we know they have to be uh, competent in those three areas we talked about. Uh -huh. So what does that really translate to? So we take care of patients throughout the spectrum of their life. So as um, we're med surge nurses, ER nurses, and LND nurses. Um, so at the beginning of a shift, we get our assignments based on the patients who need the care. So you could have a postpartum mom and baby with a couple of med surge patients, or you can have um, the ER assignment, maybe with a rule out chest pain on the floor. And then, you know, not every 12 hour shift ends the same way it started. Um, so it's not uncommon that you would start with one assignment and then have to shift to the other because something changed. So we could start in the ER, um, helping work through a, a, a chest pain or a stroke protocol patient. And then in the shifts, delivering a baby because a woman came in in labor. We have to be able to stick and move um, because you come in on your shift and you have four or so nurses and you have to take care of whatever happens on that shift yeah. for all of those patients. So one of the things that we talked about when I was there that really stuck with me was 
somebody comes in critically ill or or they're they need to be resuscitated so mm -hmm. you just pick up the phone and call the rapid response team right <laughs> right yeah no no not at all we um we are the rapid response team and the yeah. the iv team and the code team and the yeah. um code gray team um we we are the resources and yeah. so um there's there's limited people to call um it it's just we we are our own teams and yeah. so we we count on each other and we 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 take care of it yes and yeah. um when you all have a learning opportunity, I heard wow. loud and clear, when we have an opportunity to learn, we pay attention because we will probably be using that on our next shift. That's right. Because there is no one else to call. We have to know what we're That's doing. Right. So Abby, in the spirit of that, you know, we all know that lifelong learning is critical to nurses, um, difficult to plan and schedule, mm -hmm. um, especially critical to you all. Um, how do you and your nurses keep up with your learning needs, especially in this current climate where everybody's so challenged right now. Yeah. So we, we live for education. We love it. Um, and our administ our administration is so supportive. We have, um, a CNO right now who has helped build the foundation, um, for con continuing and current ed. So right now our hospital pays for and keeps every nurse current in TNCC, ENPC, ACLS, fetal heart monitoring mm -hmm. and NRP. Um, they also provide three days of education um, that the nurse gets to choose however they spend that every year. We soak it up. For example, um, <laughs> this might surprise many of uh, the ER nurses listening to this, but we love our ACLS classes. <laughs> we do a full cert class every two years. We want the full two-day class every two years. And we ask to be challenged. We want it difficult. Um, we have a great group of instructors who really understand our hospital and understand what our challenges are. So part of being a critical access hospital is that our doctors do not have to stay in house. Mm -hmm. So they can, they can be at home on call, um, with a 30 minute response time. Um, same with, uh, RT, lab, rad, and our CRNAs. Mm -hmm. So we could just have our four nurses, a CNA or two, and our unit secretary in-house. And again, we're the code team. We're the rapid response team. Um, and everyone else has 30 minutes to, to get there. Yeah. So we need that ACLS class to be challenging. We want it, we wanna be pushed. Um, cause we all know that it's usually more complicated than the, the algorithm, right? It's, it's usually a lot more complicated. And the second you realize that you are the team leader for 30 minutes, it, the responsibility changes and, um, you take your education a lot more seriously. Absolutely. So along with that education, you all really value specialty certification there. And in fact, you hold three BCEN certifications. I think you're one of three nurses in the whole state of Oregon. Who yeah, has thir three. 13. Yeah, 13. 13, one yep. of 13. Okay, yep. so not very many. Um, what does certification mean to you, Abby? And, and how do you support that there at Lake District Hospital? Um, 
I'm very proud to represent the profession in this way. Um, you know, we may not have the volume of patients that the larger centers have, but we have the same patients. Um, I think there's a bigger challenge here um, because we don't have the repetition in care to practice the skills. So, um, so I've had to find other ways to stay current and stay on, stay on top of my game and, and on top of the skills. And I've had to challenge, you know, I, I challenge all of our certified nurses to do that. Um, what I found for myself, you know, may not work for, for other people, but I make sure they know that it, you know, it's part of the professional integrity of being certified right? That um, we, we, ha we have to be on, on top of it. And you don't get the practice every day in a small hospital because we, we, don't, have, we don't have the volume. So we have to maintain it in other ways. Um, so using our education, being a mindful student is very important. You know, our hospital, we certainly, our administration has done a great job in honoring those with the certifications. Um, it's nice. Um, they pay a differential hourly for each certification, which is great. Um, it's an honor to be a certified nurse at Lake District Hospital, but it's also a duty because um, they certainly call on those nurses um, to be the leaders of their shift and to help orient new nurses as they're coming on and learning those skills here. That's fantastic. Absolutely. That is great. Abby, is there a moment or patient in your career that greatly impacted you? And if there is, could you tell us about it? Yes. Um, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a downer, but it is definitely, um, it, it's definitely Im impacted my whole career. When I was in high school here in Lakeview, um, I volunteered on the ambulance with my parents, which is also a, certainly a small town you know, Hallmark movie kind of thing, um, because I wanted to be a paramedic. I, I really thought I wanted to be a paramedic. So this one night, the tones go off, you know, and if, if you know about small town ambulance, you know, you get out of bed and you throw your clothes on and you drive to the ambulance barn and, and you jump on. And my parents had already left, which I thought was really odd, but, you know, I drove myself up there and we ended up going to my uncle's house. Um, who was in a full arrest. And um, it was the first code I had ever been a part of. I, I was 17. I had never seen CPR. And now I was watching my father do chest compressions on his brother. Um, so we got to the hospital and the resuscitation was unsuccessful, which um, was expected. What was really impactful to me was the nurses. Um, the same nurses who about 10 years later would be my colleagues, actually, um, how they helped my aunt and my cousins during that time, um, that time of tra traumatic loss. I just found myself standing back. Of course, I'm in a bit of shock, right? And all of this, um, but I was watching and listening and, you know, it took a while to formulate in my head, but I thought, I think I could do that. And I think there's this gift that, that some nurses have, not everyone has it, um, but I think ER nurses can have it. Um, and it's a gift of helping families and loved ones with that traumatic and unexpected death. 
you know, it's, it's a, it's a different death than hospice death. It's a different death than cancer death, right? It's, um, it's a traumatic death and then taking it one step further and doing it for people that you know and love it's family presence in a code, but it's your elementary school teacher. <laughs> it's helping a mother wash up her child, um, who's injured in an MVC, you know, helping her wash him up with a washcloth. Um, but it's your neighbor or it's a late term stillborn, but it's your friend. Um, see, I told you it's big downer, <laughs> but, um, I've always felt that, you know, as a nurse, you know, a nurse has a little bit more time to have an impact on a family, um, and help that healing and grief process than pre-hospital has, you know, more, just more time, mm-hmm. um, and being able to do it for my family and my friends and my neighbors, um, is such an honor. I take so seriously. Plus nurses work 12 hour shifts and paramedics work 24 hour shifts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. That's not a downer. That's a very heartwarming, good story. It really is. That was, that was a great story. You know, Abby, I'm just thinking as you're telling us when people do come into the hospital to the emergency room, do you know a lot of these people? Uh, 99%. I was thinking, yeah. Um, you know, and it's a, I, it's a, it's not anonymous care. You know, you go to a big city or even a medium small, you know, medium small city, um, and you, you may, you probably don't know everybody, you know, but here you know everybody, and um, it's a delicate thing. You want, you want to assure your patients that they have privacy in their healthcare. You know, it is, it is a sacred thing that just because you know somebody in a room, you do not go in that room ever. You protect your patient's privacy at all costs. You, um, I mean, granted, we, you know, you see them, you see all of your patients in, in the community, but it is, um, it's a sacred relationship to take care of them. Um, and we never, never cross lines ever. That's beautiful. That's that, I mean, I just thought about that as you were telling it about, it, and that is very neat, very neat. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a few what's called rapid fire questions. So, what would you be doing if you were not in your current role? Is there something else you would have thought of in life if you know when you were 17 and you said, "Oh, I think I'll be a paramedic and maybe a nurse." At, but what, what do you think of other things you would have done if you didn't do what you're doing now? Um, I'd be writing. I'd be okay. writing. Neat. I don't know what. Maybe Writing stories or magazine articles or newspaper or newspaper prob. Oh yeah, newspaper books. I don't know. I'd be writing. Neat. Very neat. All right, I have three categories for you, and I'm going to ask you your favorite. So, what is your favorite book? I couldn't probably pick one. I'm always reading two or three books at a time um, because I can't ever. I don't know. I can't ever finish one. <laughs> Maybe you have a commitment problem. I can't ever finish. No, no, no. My wife does the same thing according to what time of day or if it's at night or if she has different books that she reads. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. How about favorite movie? Oh, these might be embarrassing. Um, I have two. Um, the Notebook and Tremors. 
<laughs> I could start either of those any time of the day, no matter where I am, either one. <laughs> they're so very different in their own. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's and, and your favorite song? Um, Carry On Way Wayward Son, probably by Kansas right yeah, now. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. And uh, so what hobbies or interests do you have? Um, it depends on what sports season it is and what, what my kids are doing. Um, I, I do a lot of <laughs> really that my, my life kind of revolves around them. Um, so team mom of whatever sports season it is. Other than that, I really like to eat. So one thing <laughs> I really like food. I really like food. Whenever we go out of town, I, I don't get like two miles and I'm thinking, okay, where are we going to eat? Um, cause so I love to eat out and I love to try different foods and, um, yeah, eating, <laughs> is good. that a hobby? That, that's a very, I, I can make it a hobby. It is. It's a hobby. That's mm -hmm. good. Great. Mm -hmm. So Abby, if, if people want to follow you, our audience wants to follow you online or social media, oh. I understand you're on Instagram and LinkedIn. Yes. But not on it. Well, okay. Can I put that asterisk there? Yeah. That, not on fine. it. On, not on social media. Well, okay. But, but yes. No, that's fine. Great. Janie, is there anything else you would want to ask? No, no, I don't think so, Abby. This has been an amazing conversation, though. <laughs> I think our audience is going to really enjoy it. Thank yeah. you for coming on today. Thank yeah, you, guys. I, I, I love it. I mean, you opened my eyes. I think this is so interesting as far as... So I'm just going to ask you a few other things. So traveling, do, when you go on vacation, do you go... Do you fly to different cities or just stay around town or go drive down the coast or... What do you do for well so we we are so used to driving anywhere mm -hmm. um all so all the time so the the nearest costco is three hours away and it is it is totally normal to go to costco and back in a day like that is a normal thing for my family um i will drive you know six hours to go to costco do you drive like a truck there or what <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, like a U-Haul. Uh, like a U-Haul? No, um, like it's, it's just a normal, I don't know. We just, we drive everywhere, you know, when my kids play sports, the closest place is an hour and a half away. And you don't think of three hours at to Costco being far at all, really, do you? It's no. just like a day trip, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's not odd to me, you know, and, but my in-laws, you know, they drive an hour and a half to work and I think that's weird, you know, so it, it's just all, it's all perspective and, and relevant. So, you know, we, my, my family, my, you know, husband and kids and I, we got, you know, you know, wild hair last weekend and we took a one night trip to the coast and so the coast from lakeview is five hours one way and so we just thought oh let's go to the coast and just load it up and five hours in the car stayed one night and then drove back neat no. um just and and we don't think anything of it that's normal for us and but, is, um, we, we do like to fly we we take we take at least you know two or three bigger trips um but, but as Janie knows, it's, you know, it's a day to get to the, to an airport, to make a connecting flight to anything else. So, um, so, so Abby, if you go to a big city, big, wherever it may be, do you get like, oh, I can't wait to get back to where I was, where it's peace and quiet and just, it is. Yeah. there's something about yeah. driving into our Valley that 
I, I mean, I feel my blood pressure lower and I just, there's not, you know, there's no place like home. <laughs> I'm with you. No, great. Great information. Yeah. Super. Thank you for sharing that very yeah. much. So to our audience, I want to tell everybody I'm glad that we took the time today with Abby for joining us on this episode of BCN and Friends. And again, Abby, as Janie said, thank you so much for sharing your time, your stories. This was, this is, I won't forget this. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. And to all of our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bring in new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcn.org. I am Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker. On behalf of the entire BCN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time. <laughs>